The process of applying to college is very strange and very different for everyone who does it. When I was applying to college, I specifically was looking for schools that had a songwriting program, which required that I actually write, record, and then perform and or submit produced versions of my songs, which was a very stressful process. Welcome to Everyone Special and No One Is, a podcast about obscure, misunderstood, and or controversial topics related to music. My name is Marchin Giselle, and this is another episode just by myself. I am continuing the story of my progression throughout music, from being in a rock band in middle school, through doing saxophone and looping performances at the beginning of high school, to throwing all of that away and deciding to focus exclusively on songwriting, to writing a song that took 350 hours for me to write. And this story kind of takes place in between the story in the previous episode and then moving forward. Chronologically, it's not like all of these stories line up back to back to back because just to focus on different topics, I have to I have to do that. But I'm sure it will make sense anyways. Uh, but before I get too far into it, I just want to give a brief personal update I am currently living in Nashville, finally. I moved a week and a half ago, and the past two episodes that came out were both pre-recorded. But yeah, it's just really nice to be here. I do not have a bed yet. I am sleeping on an air mattress on the floor because the mattress is coming. It's not here yet, but it's on its way. We love a delay from shipping that's possibly extended because of delays due to covid Anyway, let's get into the story, shall we? So, this is about me looking for and then starting to apply to colleges. I started my college search pretty early, I want to say, in high school. I think it was like partway through my sophomore year when I didn't really feel like I was ready to plan for college yet, but my mom had me sign up with this service where they help high school students prepare for college early, which is arguably a good thing. And I still didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time while I was a sophomore. Um, I just had a vague idea that if I wanted to get into a college, it had to be difficult to get accepted. I didn't want to go anywhere that would just be like an easy apply, easy acceptance. And, you know, there is a whole thing of like, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Because as you will hear from how the story develops, it ended up being extremely difficult for me to get accepted into college, into the program that I wanted to be in. But uh, as, as a sophomore, I didn't really know what I wanted to study in college or what kind of college I wanted to go to. But then partway through my junior year, I had that big moment on January 1st, 2016, when I decided to identify as a songwriter. And from that point forward, I was like, all in 100%. I'm focusing on songwriting. I don't need to perform or do any of that other stuff. And that made the decision about what college to go to, or at least it narrowed down my options a lot and made that whole process a lot easier because I could just focus on schools that had actual songwriting programs. And as it turns out, I, after searching for quite a while, was only able to 
find that there were like eight schools in the entire, you know, United States of America, only eight schools that had specific songwriting programs that you could major in. So I was just able to work through that list and go through which ones I liked and which ones I didn't like. And the main thing that I was looking for was schools that have a songwriting program, which is very rigorously scientific. I did not want to go to class every day and to be taught that the best way to write a song is to be in the right mood, to feel inspired, and to channel that inner energy to write a good song. I didn't want anything to do with that. I specifically wanted to go to a program that's very focused on, okay, here are the techniques that we can teach you for how to write songs. This is how you can understand rhymes and melody and fitting the lyrics together with the melody from a very scientific perspective. I obviously spent way too much time analyzing and overthinking every single little aspect of my songwriting process, but I kind of wanted to go to a school that would work within my current songwriting process. So not necessarily teach me things that I already knew, because otherwise what would be the point of going to school if you're just learning things that you already know? But I wanted to basically learn techniques that real songwriting professionals know and apply those techniques and incorporate them into my method of songwriting in which it takes, you know, over a hundred hours to write each individual song. And as far as I was concerned, that was the most important thing for me while evaluating different colleges. One, it had to have a songwriting program, and two, it had to teach songwriting from a scientific perspective. Because anything else, the location, the um, the, the various extracurricular activities that the college has to offer, like all of those extra things that go along with the college experience— I basically didn't really care very much about, or I thought I didn't care very much about them. And later when I started going on visits, <laughs> I realized that some of those things are actually important to me. So during the spring break of my junior year, um, we, me and my mom went to New York to visit um, Purchase College, which they had, I believe, like a composition slash songwriting program that they had. And so we did a tour there and we got to talk with some of the students and the professors. Um, or at least I got in contact with a professor that I talked with later. And then after visiting Purchase, we traveled down to Boston and toured and visited Berkeley College of Music, which I liked a lot more than Purchase. The, the whole vibe of Berkeley being basically in the city of Boston and just being very urban and very much like like high energy, lots of things happening all the time. It just I got a really, really good vibe from it. And compared to Purchase, Purchase was just like in the middle of nowhere. Literally, there's a city or I guess a town called Purchase, New York. And <laughs> Purchase College is in Purchase. It's a very strange name for a town. It's a strange name for a school, but it's just like in the middle of nowhere and there's a ton of abstract and somewhat grotesque art on campus. And I just didn't really, didn't really like it. Um, and although I did love Berkeley, the problem I had with Berkeley was that I talked with one of the songwriting students, and he was telling me how he was in four songwriting classes at once that semester, and 
For those classes, he pretty much had to write one song a week for each class. So four songs every single week for homework. And that just blew my mind that he would be required to spend that much time writing songs every single week. I could not imagine ever in a million years spending so little time on a song as to write four in a week. I had been writing one song in about 10 weeks, so to condense the process down to write four songs in one week just seemed unfathomable to me. Completely ridiculous. Like, how would I ever write a good song if I was trying to write four in a week? So, although the specific student that I was talking to, his schedule is probably more rigorous than some of the other students because he had, like, transferred or something, and therefore he had, like, a lot more songwriting classes than is typically normal. Just the thought of being in a single class and having to write one song a week for homework was already, like, too much for me. So I basically decided that that was a big reason for me not to go to Berkeley as much as I did enjoy just the overall aesthetic of the college. And also Berkeley is way too expensive. So I'm glad that I didn't end up applying to go there. Um, so that, those were the only two colleges that we visited when I was a junior. Um, and then while during the summer between my junior and senior year, my mom and I went to Los Angeles to visit Los Angeles College of Music. And they do actually have a songwriting program. And it was very, very exciting for me to be in LA. It was just, it felt like going on a tropical vacation. The weather was so nice. And of course, there's all the palm trees all around and it just feels kind of like going into a completely different climate. And the school itself was great, honestly. Like, I I didn't find hardly anything that I didn't appreciate about it. It was just very, very focused on music. Like, this entire college that's literally just a music school with, at the time I visited, I think they had 169 students total. <laughs> so very tiny. You know, other bigger liberal arts universities have, what, like 40,000 students sometimes. And this tiny little music conservatory has 169, or I mean, had 169. But it was just, it felt like a really tight-knit community. And I loved it that they had professors who were songwriters and actively involved in the songwriting industry. And some of them had cuts with artists that I recognized and like songs that I had listened to just, you know, as someone who listens to music. And it's like, what? I could be taking a songwriting class from a professor who wrote a song that I listened to as a kid. That is insane. That is so cool. Um... The, the one thing that I didn't exactly appreciate about Los Angeles College of Music was that they do require you to sing your own songs, and I absolutely was not going to be okay with that because I'm a songwriter. I'm not a singer, was what I was saying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be expected to be good at both the writing and the performance of it. So that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, but I was willing to just like take that with a grain of salt and maybe like we'll cross that bridge when we get there because I loved everything else about the school. And those were the only three colleges that I visited before I started applying. It was like, well, we don't have time or energy to visit the whole list of eight schools. And so we can just like 
hit some of the highlights and then go from there. So I ended up applying to, I, I did not apply to Berkeley or to purchase, but I did apply to Los Angeles College of Music. That was my first, my first choice. I'd also briefly considered USC and NYU because they both had like similar songwriting programs, but both of those schools were way too expensive. <laughs> it's like, I can't understand how anyone's able to afford to go there. Um, but basically, uh, I applied to Los Angeles College of Music. I applied to Belmont University, which I didn't really know anything about, except that they did have a songwriting program. But it's like, I didn't want to go to Nashville. That's I'm trying to go to LA. I'm trying to learn about pop music and EDM music. I So the thought of going to Tennessee was not very exciting to me. But I also, just to increase my options, my mom persuaded me to apply to MTSU, uh, Middle Tennessee State University, which is, I think, about 30 to 45 minutes south of Nashville. But really, I wanted to go to Los Angeles College of Music, and I was fully prepared, fully determined to, even if I did not get accepted into Los Angeles College of Music, I would just wait a semester and then apply again because it was like, this is exactly where I need to be. This is where I'm headed. And if they don't let me in at first, I'm just going to keep trying and trying again until I finally get there. Um, or at least that was what I had thought at the time. <laughs> so the actual application process for both Belmont and Los Angeles College of Music, I had to submit my songs. So I had to do a general application, just filling out some questions and maybe like writing an essay or two and obviously providing my high school transcript. And then also because, again, I was applying to the songwriting program at both of those schools, I had to write and record those songs to submit them to prove that I was, I guess, had the potential and it would be worthwhile for me to be a songwriting major. For MTSU, I think it was just a general application, but they also had this weird thing called guaranteed acceptance. And I don't know if they still have this or not, but at the time it was basically explained to me like, oh, well, if you have a certain GPA, something like 3.6 or 3.7 or higher, then you're guaranteed to get in if you apply, which I did not like at all because, again, I wanted it to be difficult. I wanted to go to a school that it was a challenge for me to get accepted into because I was so oriented on needing to have a challenge, which I guess was part of the reason why I spent so long writing my songs. But anyway, the the whole story in the previous episode that I talked about with spending 350 hours writing a song called So, that was actually... I, I had already visited Los Angeles College of Music shortly before writing that song. And then while I was writing it, I was writing it and making certain decisions, knowing full well that I would use the song to apply to the school. So I wanted to like do certain things to make sure that I had a better chance of getting accepted. Like, I remember talking to one of the people who worked, um, I think, on the admissions board or maybe closely connected to that while I visited the school. And she was saying that, like, yeah, you definitely want to have, like, a wider melodic range in the song because having big jumps between lows and high notes makes the melody interesting. And if it's really static, then that's not as interesting. So I tried to write it in a way that would 
work and have a big melodic range in order to like sell myself and be like, yes, I'm listening. Yes, I really want to get into this school. Yes, I'm doing the things that you recommended (laughs) for me to do. And I had to do three songs. I had to perform two of them in front of a video myself, which I wasn't super excited about because I didn't want to sing anything. And then one, I just submitted an audio recording. So it, it was pretty obvious for me to choose the other song that I would submit because the only other song that I was proud of ever writing <laughs> was You So Get Me, which was the song that I wrote before the 350-hour song. I actually spent only 186 hours writing the original version of You So Get Me. But I actually, I had never even written a second verse by the time I put the original version on SoundCloud. So in order to apply to Los Angeles College of Music, I ended up writing a second verse of that song and making other revisions like to the instrumentation and things. And all of those revisions took another 110 hours just to write like 12 lines of lyrics and make some changes to the production, which was crazy. Can't believe it used to take me that much time to write songs. So I'll just give you a little clip of that song with the changes that I made, just just for your reference. So here that is. How you keep on whispering what I've got on my mind. So for Los Angeles College of Music, I submitted that recording of that song, and I played my song so live in front of a video camera, Um, and then I also co-wrote a song with my friend and performed that one in in front of a video camera as well. And for Belmont, I actually, I wasn't even aware of, like, the application deadlines at first, so I ended up logging online and realizing, oh, wait, there's, like, two days left to submit an application, so I just, like, hurriedly submitted some things. And at the time, um, it was the, the Belmont songwriting application was basically you submit a bunch of answers to a bunch of questions about like, how many songs have you written? What are some of your songwriting inspirations? Uh, what sort of books do you like reading? <laughs> Cause I guess they thought that songwriters should be literate, I guess. Um, but then, so you fill out all those questions and then you submit two recordings of songs and, at the time, I did not have a professional recording of my song So, and therefore I just submitted like the rough demo version <laughs> that I had made at the very end of writing the song. Um, so let me just remind you what that rough demo sounded like. And then, of course, in addition to that, I also submitted You So Get Me with the additional revisions that I'd made for Los Angeles College of Music. But again, Belmont was just a second thought at the time. And anyway, I after applying to these schools, I waited, you know, it's like kind of on the edge of my seat waiting to find out what would happen because it's like my entire future for the next four years potentially could be determined by 
what I get in the mail with these acceptance letters. And again, I, I was so determined to get into Los Angeles College of Music that it's like, even if I don't get it in, I'm gonna I'm gonna try harder to 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 do that. But anyway, I ended up actually to my surprise, getting accepted into all three of the schools in terms of general acceptance um, for Los Angeles College of Music and MTSU. I was I got the green light to be in their songwriting programs for Belmont. I found out that I did not get into the songwriting program. I did get into the general acceptance, but I found out a few months later that <laughs> oh. They don't want me in the songwriting program? What? But but that doesn't that doesn't make sense because I spent over 350 hours writing one of the songs and I spent about some insane amount of hours on the other song as well and how could I spend all of this time writing those songs and not get in? Like, it just didn't make sense in my brain because obviously they were really good songs because of all the work and all the analyses and transcriptions and parameters that I did in that whole process. So it's like, it, it was just it was just really shocking. I, I couldn't really, like my whole life, I had basically received more or less like a, a general, I don't know, like I had never really gotten that kind of harsh feedback before of just like, no, you're not accepted. We don't think your songs are good enough. And of course, I kind of rationalized it in my brain. I was like, oh, well, maybe because I kind of like rushed my application together and I wrote up some of the answers to the questions in the application like pretty fast. So maybe that maybe that played a role. It was just very, very frustrating because even though I didn't want to go to Belmont, even though I wanted to go to Los Angeles College of Music, it just—it was like, <laughs> it was almost an insult to my ego. It was definitely a big insult to my self-confidence. It was just, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was hard, hard to grapple with. So in, in the meanwhile, I... I, I there was a long delay in between applying and then finding out that I got general acceptance to schools, and then even a delay after that between getting a, finding out that I got rejected from the Belmont Songwriting Program. And somewhere um, in that timeline, I, I don't know exactly when, but I kind of started thinking about the whole financial situation of it all, because when I did get those general acceptance letters that... I could go to the school, not necessarily into the program that I wanted. But when I got those general acceptance letters, they came along with, oh, we will offer you these scholarship deals. And I'm not going to say the exact amounts, but the scholarship to Los Angeles College of Music. First of all, I was fortunate to be getting any scholarships at all. I just want to say that as a disclaimer. But the Los Angeles College of Music one, the, the, what they offered me was was not not great um it was probably under like under 10 percent of the cost of going there per year um it was just like <laughs> it, it felt i mean it wasn't like dollars and cents but it felt like considering the cost of the school overall per year that they were just like oh yeah we'll throw in a few more cents 
off that cost just to to get you to go here. And it was just like, eh. And it was a very expensive school, don't get me wrong. So was Belmont, obviously. I mean, colleges are expensive in general. But for Belmont, I found out that I got a really generous scholarship just from my general application itself. And it's like, wow. I mean, this isn't a full ride. It's not even close to a full ride, but it's a good chunk of money. And comparing the costs now, like originally I thought that Belmont and the other school were like more or less on the same level in terms of cost. But now it's like, wow, (laughs) I would, I would have way less student loans if I went to Belmont. And I just sort of started thinking more long-term about like how hard it might be to pay off all of those college loans if they got out of control. So I I got to the point of like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't really know anything about Belmont. I should probably at least tour it and at least consider it, even though I still really want to go to Los Angeles College of Music. I'm overjoyed that I got accepted into that songwriting program. And even though I'm not in the Belmont songwriting program, I want to at least check it out and see what I find out. So that winter, the winter of my senior year of high school, my mom and I went down to Nashville to visit Belmont. And uh, it was like, was very fascinating because I absolutely did not want to go to a school with like that stereotypical liberal, liberal arts style campus. I wanted to be somewhere like downtown bustling with energy and like, on some busy city street. But even though Belmont was not that, even though Belmont was definitely more of the liberal, why can't I say liberal? Liberal arts. Belmont had a liberal arts vibe to it. Um, Still, the campus is so beautiful. And I was really drawn to that. And I saw people like just playing their guitars outside. Well, Actually, I think it was raining a lot when I visited, (laughs) but I could still see that the campus was really beautiful. And maybe I heard people playing guitars inside. But anyway, it was just really, really cool to go visit that school and just to compare all of these schools where they're all trying to do the same thing, basically teach students how to get involved in the music industry. And specifically, the major that I wanted was how to, you know, write songs, but the, the the Belmont had a very different focus. And one of the biggest things that jumped out at me was that you can be a songwriting major and not be expected to sing your own songs, which felt just really validating to me because it's like, I know there are plenty of songwriters out there, plenty of professional songwriters who are writing hit songs who are not actually singers. So... Why would a school like Los Angeles College of Music require for me to sing my own songs when that's not what I want to do? And Belmont is like, no, that's totally chill. You can get other people to sing your songs, and it's really about writing them. And that was awesome. I also was able to fortunately sit down with a songwriting major when I visited. Uh, Basically, this person was really being interested in talking to me and answering all the questions I had about the Belmont songwriting program. And I ended up getting really, really sold on the fact that Belmont has a songwriting 
curriculum. They use textbooks. Their their teachers are very clear on writing deliberately rather than on the basis of just blind inspiration. And that was just like so cool to me. And then I also later got confirmation from talking with another songwriting major on the phone about just the program and how good it is. And it was just like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted in a school. Sure, I liked the Los Angeles College of Music, but the Belmont songwriting program is like everything that I would have wanted a songwriting program to be. So at that point, based on the price of Belmont being better, at least for me, considering my scholarship, and also the songwriting program being so good, it was like, okay, yeah, I, I, can, I can see myself going to Belmont. I mean, maybe I would like the city of Los Angeles more than Nashville, but that's so not important. Like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I really, the most important thing was the value of the songwriting program to me. So that was what ended up changing my mind and convincing me that I wanted to go to Belmont. And obviously the problem was that I still wasn't accepted into the songwriting program, and that being the very thing that was attracting me to go to the school. So as you can see, there's a little bit of dissonance here, (laughs) but... It was okay because I still had another chance to get accepted into the songwriting program. Basically, the Belmont songwriting program has four application deadlines throughout the year, staggered throughout different semesters. And it's basically just to give you a chance to reapply within the same time frame to get in. And you don't have to wait, you don't have to wait a whole year or even a whole semester in order to get another chance to reapply. You can just apply again in like two months or so after the first deadline that you applied, which is really nice because then it does give you the opportunity to try and try again. And they do actually encourage you anytime they send out like a rejection letter, they're like, oh, but wait, you can still, you still have another chance. So don't give up on it yet because a lot of people don't get in on their first attempt. So in the last few months of my senior year of high school, I was very, very focused on doing everything that I could to getting accepted into the Belmont songwriting program. And I actually, I already had to submit my general like confirmation that I was going to Belmont in general, regardless of what my major was, before I would find out if whether or not I had gotten into the songwriting program on my second attempt, just because of the way that the deadlines shook out. But basically, that... Uh, that period of time between like February, March, April, I was very, very focused on writing two more songs, two different songs in order to apply to Belmont. I was kind of tempted to be like, well, now that I have this really good, really professional recording of my songs so that I didn't have before, like the first time I applied and I just submitted the demo, like now that I have this polished version, I should just use that to apply. But it was like, I got strong advice. No, don't do not do that. You should definitely submit two completely different songs because odds are it uh, their decision not to, you know, take you into the songwriting program has nothing to do with the production of the song. It's really just about the song itself because these are songwriting professors who are used to hearing songs in a variety of different, you know, degrees of production quality, which was hard for me to accept that, (laughs) but I did at least resolve to write 
two new songs. So I wanted to, in order to basically maximize my chances of getting into the Belmont songwriting program, I wanted to write songs that were very different from each other. Um, I wanted to show that I was versatile as a songwriter. So I ended up writing one song that was kind of like almost like pop punk, like definitely with a <laughs> with sort of this rock edge to it. And then another song that's very much like dance, EDM, tropical house. And the 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 rock song or pop rock song, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know technically how you would classify it, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I spent 259 hours in total at writing that song, according to my spreadsheet, where I documented my hours. Yes, I was still documenting my hours. I was still using the method where I would basically write my song by deconstructing other songs and analyzing, oh, this is what those songs are doing, so how can I mimic that without copying it. Again, it was not about like plagiarizing, but more about what can I learn? What, what abstract understanding can I gain from those songs that I can apply to my song? And what was different this time is that some of the songs that I was analyzing, especially for the lyrics, were songs that previous students had used to get accepted to the songwriting program. So both the student that I met that I talked with when I visited Belmont and another student who I got connected with on the phone later, I got them to send me their songs that they had used to get accepted into the songwriting program. And I deconstructed them. I highlighted a bunch of the lyrics and wrote about, oh, these lines are using these rhymes in this way, so therefore in my song, I'm going to try to use these rhymes in that way. And um, as a matter of fact, I had to... Uh, I didn't want to do this. This wasn't my first choice, but considering my time frame, I concluded that I needed to work on writing, on finishing writing the chorus melody over spring break. So... If you'll remember back to my podcast where I was talking about live looping and specifically the contest with the Hal Leonard play along book where I played a cover song on saxophone using my looping pedal and had to make the whole arrangement and it was a lot of work to film it and to do all of those things. For that contest back when I was a back when I was a freshman in high school, I ended up opting out of a tropical scuba vacation trip that my dad invited me on, even though I had previously said that I was going to go. When it got time to go to the trip, I was like, no, dad, sorry, I got a bail. <laughs> I can't go to beautiful this beautiful resort with you and go scuba diving. I have to, you know, record this music video. So fast forward to when I was a senior during spring break, I had the opportunity again to go on a trip with my dad to go down to Mexico and go scuba diving. And this time I actually said yes to the trip, but I specifically said yes on the condition of I have to have time to work on finishing the chorus melody of my song instead of going scuba diving. So I ended up spending about the first three and a half days of spring break sitting at my computer, in the cabana, overlooking the ocean, feeling the tropical breeze on my skin, just sitting down, analyzing melodies on my laptop, 
<laughs> I have this very clear memory of this event. But after I then finished the chorus melody, I was able to enjoy myself more. And I did actually go scuba diving, which was fun. And also a privilege to be able to do something like that. But I just think it's interesting how I <laughs> would always compromise my vacations in order to work on music, which I also did for another vacation earlier when we were going to Florida to go to like Disney World or Universal Studios or whatever. And um, it was a similar situation where I was finishing writing a song. But anyway, uh, so just to give you a little idea of... <laughs> <laughs> the process of recording the song Reclaim. Uh, Reclaim was the name of my rock song that I've been talking about. Uh, I had to hire, of course, a bunch of different performers to to record the instruments because I wasn't going to perform anything myself. And I got it produced by the same guy who I had gotten my previous two songs produced. And overall, the budget for that song was a little over $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> which is so much money. I will show you a little clip of this song bearing in mind all of the things that I just said. So here you go. I spent so much time and energy writing that song that I didn't really have much more time left in my schedule, especially considering that I was already, you know, going to school and taking classes. Um, but for the second song that I used for my application, again, this was the song that was more like pop dance, like Tropical House. Um, I wrote it much faster. I didn't even keep track of my hours that time. And I think in the retrospect, it probably spent about 40 hours, which is a lot of time, but it felt like nothing, you know, <laughs> like compared to 259 hours, it was just like, oh yeah, this song is kind of like, not great. Like, like it's okay. And I was like more or less proud of it, but I didn't really... I didn't really feel as proud of it as the other one. And, you know, I didn't, I also did not spend as much money getting it produced. I basically spent about roughly $250 hiring singers for the vocals. I, I just did that on Fiverr.com, which is a freelancing website. So I didn't even meet the singers in person. It was just all through the internet. And I then spent another like $80 or so getting it mixed. But here is a little clip of that song just to give you an idea of what that sounded like. I'd never mentioned that the weather's nice. We're digging deeper, digging deeper. We're sharing stories worth telling twice. We're digging deeper, digging deeper. So you and another thing that I did in the time between finding out that I got rejected to the songwriting program earlier in the fall, and then reapplying the second time. Another thing that I did, aside from just writing those two songs, is that I, like, for one weekend, I basically just wrote as many little tiny snippets of songs as I could. 
um, I just kind of set a timer and I was like, how many songs can I write as fast as possible? And they weren't good and they didn't go anywhere. I did not get them produced at all. But basically the reason why I did that was because there was a question on the written part of the songwriting application of how many songs have you written in your life? You know, and I don't remember exactly what I put down, but I think the first time it was like about about seven or eight. And I thought that maybe that was like a, a red flag for them because it's like, what? Somebody's applying to go to a songwriting school and they've only written seven or eight songs. So I basically just wanted to, on paper, write a whole bunch of more songs so that on paper it would look like I was more experienced. So I ended up writing probably, I have the exact number written down somewhere in my computer because I'm obsessive about documenting everything, but I really only wrote uh, roughly like probably 25 songs, but it increased the number, the overall number quite a bit. And so it looked a little bit more impressive on my written part of my songwriting application. So anyway, um, after all of that, after dropping about $1,000 on one song and about a little over $300 on another song and putting in all this time into making sure everything on my application was as bulletproof as possible, I was anxiously waiting to hear back. It was so much emotional, emotional buildup. And I thought I had a decent chance of getting in, but I had kind of lost that air of like, oh yeah, I'm obviously going to get in because it's like so obvious, you know, the the first time I applied to schools, it was just sort of like, I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm going to get in. And then when I didn't get into the Belmont songwriting program, it really shook me, like I said. So the second time it was a much more nervous anticipation, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I ended up finding out um, the answer to my second songwriting application at Belmont. I found out, again, after I'd already agreed to go to Belmont, just in general, um, I got the word on the songwriting application on May 28th. And I actually have, again, this is my senior year of high school, so it was 2017. Um, I have a journal entry that I wrote down and it kind of just reflects on my thought process at the time. So I'm just going to read you from this journal entry. So this is right after I got the, the, the letter with the word on the songwriting program. So my journal entry goes, As I went upstairs to open the envelope, my heart started racing. I was really nervous about what I would read. As I was tearing the seal on the envelope and taking out the piece of paper, I said to myself, it's okay if I don't get accepted. And I unfolded the piece of paper. My eyes jumped to the beginning of the second paragraph. And I saw the word, unfortunately. I knew then that I wasn't accepted. I sighed. My hopes of starting Belmont as a songwriting major had just crashed and burned. The next deadline for the portfolio submission process is November 1st. So the earliest I could hypothetically become a songwriting major is by the second semester. But I didn't cry. I didn't collapse on the floor. I'm pretty sure I didn't even sit down to let it soak in. I had a task to do. Mow the yard. My time to do that before going to school for lunch was running out. So I started mowing the yard and thinking about my next steps. 
So that's the end of the excerpt from my journal entry. Basically, I was... I was, like, heartbroken that I didn't get in on the second time. Like, how is this even happening? I was very upset, but I coped with it by busying myself with the task of mowing the yard, which I needed to do anyway. And while I was doing that, I was thinking rapidly, like, like my mind was on fire about like, okay, well now, now what do I do? How do I plan from here? How do I, so I'm going to have to go to Belmont as an undeclared major, which sucks, but I'll just have to put up with that and take some general education classes and then structure my time around the Belmont application deadlines to specifically plan such and so. And that's how I'm going to like <laughs> figure out how to write two more songs for the next application deadline. And in the retrospect, I think it was actually a really healthy way to deal with it to just be like, okay, well, I got this outcome that I didn't like, and so now I'm going to figure out what to do about it, how to plan moving forward, and now that I know this information. You know, like, <laughs> it's it's embarrassing to admit um, more recently during, you know, quarantine and the pandemic, how many times I've just felt a lack of gumption to do anything where I just end up laying on the floor staring at the ceiling. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that is not the best way to deal with stress, to just wallow in your misery. And I got to get better at that. But just the fact that at this point in my life that I handled it the way I did, I think is 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 really nice um as as bittersweet a moment as it well no it was not a bittersweet moment at the time it was basically just a bitter moment because i was like i wanted to get accepted don't get me wrong i was really frustrated about that outcome but i was also very determined to get in so i swapped entirely from being super determined to get into los angeles college of music and that was my number one goal to then belmont's my number one goal i need to get into their songwriting program and the way that they had four application deadlines throughout the year bear in mind i wasn't applying to all of those because obviously it took way too long for me to write each individual song to do that but yeah it gave me the opportunity to continue to try and persist again so that's the end of this episode i think that's a good stopping point the next time in this series of my story throughout music, I will be getting into how this developed, applying the next time for the Belmont songwriting program and how some things happened that were really kind of like shook my worldview almost. Um, but, but we'll be getting into that. So what do I see? I see, uh, really nice view out my window at this new place. There's lots of trees. There's lots of green grass. Um, it's kind of like hilly here, so I can see actually two sets of houses going up a hill. Um, Nashville is pretty, it's got a lot of, a lot of ups and downs to the terrain. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Minnesota is just entirely flat, at least the area that I grew up in, so it's nice to have a change of terrain for this new place. But yes, um, so stay tuned for the development of the story. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing evening or morning or afternoon or whatever time it is that you are listening. And I will see you all, or I won't see you all, but you'll hear from me later. Awesome. Until next time. 
I'm free to leap across the sky. I'm weightless.